Thanks for joining us today at City Life. We believe today's message will empower you and point you towards Jesus. But remember that church is so much more than a message you listen to. It's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life, in person or online. You know, I got up and, you know, I love the on, I love our YouVersion devotional that we're going through with the online community. And, um, you know, we started one last, this past week for Lent, to prepare for Lent. And, you know, if you're of a, a very traditional church background, you probably are familiar with Lent. If you're not, you're like, what the heck is Lent? All you think about is giving up something, usually chocolate or smoking or whatever. But... You know, the devotional is so good. And you know what? You can still jump in. Even if you haven't been a part of it, I really want to encourage you to jump in. Go to Uversion. The link is on the online location. You can join the devotional. And like I, and it was like, well, I'm already doing one. Well, do a couple. Like, good grief. We can't get enough of the word of God. But it's so good. And I, I think I'm a day ahead because nobody else has been commenting. So I think I'm actually ahead of everybody else. I started it too early. I'm like, why isn't anybody saying anything? And then I'm like, oh. But, you know, when you read something and God, it just doesn't shake. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, oh, Okay. After I'm done, I'm like, okay, God, I'm trusting you. I just want to sign. And I was singing that stupid third song all morning before we got here. And so as soon as I came in, I just laughed. I'm like, okay, whatever. We'll just go for it. And um, I want to read John 1. I'm reading out of the Message Bible. John 1, starting in verse 28. Sorry. 29, see, I can't even see the words. 29, John 1, 29, I think somewhere down there, going down to about 39. Um, And this is John the Baptist, cousin of Jesus. The very next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and yelled out, here he is, God's Passover lamb. And, you know, one of the things when you're reading the Bible, we need to understand this just, this wasn't written to English people in the 21st century. It was, but there was context that was very specific to the Jewish people of the day. And so many funky ideas about God, about who he is, about what he's doing, about his plan, about what it actually, what salvation is have gotten so misconstrued because we read it in a wrong context. And when Jesus, when John was saying, here he is, God's Passover lamb, that meant something to the hearers. Every instantly, every person knew what that Passover lamb was. Because every year, the Jewish people would have a huge celebration to remind them and to celebrate what God had done for them after 400 years of slavery in Egypt. He delivered them. The Passover lamb was a lamb that they had taken and it had been a, a spotless lamb. And, you know, you even think about the very first people that they would have encountered, you know, the very first Passover people, that lamb was their kid's pet. You know, can you imagine? Every child when Passover came, no, not the lamb. 
So when they were here, when John said, there's the Passover lamb, it was significant. In other words, they knew that the Passover lamb that they had that they had killed, that they had eaten, that they had, there was significance to it. They didn't quite know what it was at the time, but it was pointing to someone, a promise that God had made that he wasn't just going to rescue them out of Egypt. He was rescuing the whole world, not to take people away from the planet, but God was coming to bring his purposes to the planet. There's God's Passover lamb. He forgives the sins of the world. This is a man I've been talking about, the one who comes after me but is really ahead of me. I knew nothing about who he was, only this. And I think it's kind of interesting. John was Jesus' cousin. He grew up with Jesus but didn't really know who he was. I wonder how many teenagers in this room, how many young people, how many adults, church has been your thing. You've grown up with Jesus but you actually don't know who he is. I knew nothing about who he was, only this, that my task has been to get Israel ready to recognize him as the God revealer. You know, John was very focused on his task, and it was a good thing that he was doing. I can't help but wonder if how many of us follow Jesus as a task our Sunday morning is a task in our very full schedules. Our Bible reading is a task. Our showing up to serve is a task. We're full of tasks. We do our job as a task. But John's like, I need to get these people ready to recognize him as the God revealer. Do you recognize who Jesus is? This is why I came here, baptizing with water, giving you a good bath, and scrubbing sins from your life so that you can get a fresh start with God. John clinched his witness with this. I watched the spirit like a dove flying down out of the sky, making himself at home in him. In other words, what John was recounting here was maybe the day before where Jesus had shown up in John's space where John was down at the river baptizing people and Jesus shows up. Can you imagine the one you, you're just like, here's my cousin. He's, I know he's important. Don't quite know what his role is. And yet he's showing up to get baptized and that's what he's referring to. And he said, I saw the spirit like a dove flying down out of the sky, making himself at home in him. I repeat, I know nothing about him except this. In other words, guys, I am clueless. You know, I think there's a lot about John that we can relate to in a season. I will stress again, I repeat, I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing about him except this. Some of you have been in season, in a season now. You're in a season. You're going into a season. Hello, if you're not there yet, you will be there. Just guarantee it. It's all been wonderful. There are seasons where I repeat, I know nothing about him, where God is confusing, where Jesus is confusing, where he doesn't answer our prayers, where he doesn't do things in our time frame, where we don't get the job we prayed and trained and went to school and invested $70,000 or $100,000 for, where he does things that we're just going, I don't, I repeat, <laughs> 
I know nothing about him. <laughs> Everything I thought I knew, I knew nothing. And I just want to say, if you don't come to that place of I know nothing about Jesus, you can't really follow him because he's unknowable. God is beyond our knowing. He's not meant to be known in a way that we understand knowing. Jesus isn't an idea. He's not a belief. He is a person we follow. I repeat, I know nothing about him except this. The one who authorized me to baptize with water told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit come down and stay, this one will baptize with the Holy Spirit. That's exactly what I saw happen. I'm telling you, there's no question about it. This is the Son of God. Heck if I know what that really means. That part was left out. <laughs> but that would have been in John's mind because he had no clue. Son of God. What does that mean? They weren't expecting, nobody expected God in the flesh to show up. They were expecting a Messiah. They were expecting a deliverer. They were expecting a rescuer, but not God. And I can't help but think, man, how often are we like that? We want the rescue. We want the delivering. We want the saving. We want the answer. We want the pain to stop. We want the problems to go away. We want the storms to go away. You know what? You follow Jesus, you get all of that and more. You get problems, you get pain, you get challenge, you get suffering, but you get promises that are greater than what you can imagine. I know nothing about him. The son of God, I don't know what that means. You know, when God shows up, when God's doing something, he rarely shows up in the way we expect him to. And if he does, man, you were believing too small. You probably only have a seed and not the full thing. Verse 35, the next day, John was back at his post with two disciples who were watching you say watching, watching. You're watching online, maybe for the first time. Maybe you have been a watcher, watching people that are in your life that say they're Christians. Maybe they aren't acting like how you thought Christians should act. There's a difference between Christians and those that follow Jesus. But maybe you've been watching, you've been watching real Jesus followers, you've been watching online, you've been tuning in and watching City Life or Elevation Church or Bridgetown or some other church, or you do like a smorgasbord every Sunday. You've been watching, and you know what? You're just like these two disciples. They were watching. John looked up and saw Jesus walking nearby and said, here he is. God's Passover lamb. Here we have it again. The disciples heard him and went after Jesus. This is a part that I just kind of always go, man, poor John. Like his buddies, the people that had been with him, they had been his disciples. Now they left him to go follow somebody else. That's not fair. The two disciples heard him and went after Jesus. Jesus looked over his shoulders and said to them, what are you after? In other words, what are you seeking? And I mean, this is what just resonated so strong in my spirit this morning when I read these. What are you seeking? 
these people, these disciples, they were watching. And then he, Jesus confronted them. What are you seeking? And I guess that's my question for us this morning. For every single one of us, I don't, I, however long you've been following Jesus, especially if you're not a follower of Jesus, man, what are you seeking? When you show up on Sunday, what are you seeking? When you show up at work, what are you seeking? Because God's not just relegated to an hour on a Sunday. Are you seeking God at your job? Are you seeking God at your counter where you're serving coffee or food or groceries? Or are you seeking God? Who are you seeking when you get in your truck and you're driving from job site to job site or sales meeting to sales meeting? Who are you seeking? Who are you seeking? What are you seeking? Are you seeking the answers? I love this. What are you after? What are you seeking? And they said, Rabbi, in other words, teacher, where are you staying? Where are you staying? In other words, we just want to be with you. We just really want to be with you. We want to be with you. We don't want what you're offering, because frankly, you're offering nothing right now. We just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. Yeah, see, that song was stuck in my head. It's just like, oh. I just want to be with you. And you know, with every fiber of my being, I believe God has been in this past almost one year of COVID existence. It's not the new normal, because God hasn't started that yet. Or actually, he started, but we know what's going to be yet. But I'm 100% absolutely convinced God has been in this season. I won't say he sent a virus, but I think he's taken advantage of a broken moment in our world and in a broken moment in creation and a broken moment in society to just say, finally, <laughs> There is a doorway. Because if we don't open one up for him, he will wait until there is one. And see, sometimes the doors that he waits for are disasters in our eyes. And God's going, heck no, this is exactly what I needed. I needed to get the world's attention. I needed to get the church's attention. I needed to get people who thought they were following me their attention. I need to get the lost, the attention of those who are so far and broken and wandering that don't even know it. What are you after? What are you seeking? Where are you staying? We just want to be with you. I just want to be where you are. And I want to ask today, church online and church in the room and wherever you're at and what you think is following Jesus or if you have no, no desire to follow Jesus, this question is probably even more relevant for you. What are you seeking? What are you seeking? What are you seeking? I just want to be with you. You know, in a season where we want answers, 
Jesus, I think that's why there's just so much in the dark. Why is there so many different opinions about how to respond to this crazy virus? Masks or no masks? Vaccine or no vaccine? <laughs> Screw the, re the, you know, whatever the restrictions and just do what you want. Or follow the restrictions to a T. It's flipping right down the middle. Who's right? Everybody's right and everybody's wrong. There's only one right. It's God. And you know what? We're in a season where God's like, you know what? It's been great, but you know what? Where we're going from here, Church of the Planet, Capital C Church, Church of the Globe, of the whole world, there's been a form of what's been called Christianity that's time to just kind of put aside and get back to following a person. We follow the God-man, Jesus Christ. He is not an idea. He will screw with your ideals. He is not a conviction. He is the convictor. And I love Jesus' answer. Where are you staying? I'm not telling. Just come along and see. Come along and see. Come along and see. They No plans, no promises, no getting. This is what you'll get if you follow me. Jer, if you go, I know you guys are back there. Jer's the only one that I told just because I needed them, him to be ready to do this song. So you guys can come up and start getting ready. We're going to sing that song again. Come along and see. No plans, no promises, no getting, no certainties. Will you follow him? Will you follow him again? You follower of Jesus for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Will you follow again without the certainties? If he never answers another prayer, will you follow him? Can we stop being a consumer? What's in it for me, people? We cannot consume because we're supposed to be giving to our world. The only thing we're supposed to be feeding on and consuming is the life of Jesus Christ. And you don't get that from an idea. You get it from a person, from being with him. And if a one hour on a Sunday or tuning in online is the equivalent of what you think is feeding your soul, it's not going to supply. There is a seeking after God is calling us into. There is a seeking, no plans, no promises, no getting, no certainties. Come and follow Jesus. There is no guarantee. The only guarantee you get is him and God's promise that he is coming back and he will make everything new. He is not promising just good stuff for your life. In fact, it was the opposite for those that followed him. He promised hardship. He promised storms. He promised something called the cross. He did it for us so that we could live in that way too. He promised suffering, but he also promised resurrection life. He promised joy in the midst of. He promised peace in spite of. He promised hope irregardless.
come and see, he said, come and see. No plans, no promises, no guarantees, no getting, no certainties. I love this. And you know what's so crazy? Look at this. Come and see. They came and saw where he was living and ended up staying with him for the day. It was late when this happened in the afternoon. And in one version, it says it was four o'clock on an afternoon. What the heck exciting happens at four o'clock? Nothing. It's an in-between time. It's a transition time. Nothing happens at four. You're not eating. Most people, some people do, but most people aren't getting off from work. Some, it's transition. The fun stuff hasn't started at night. The good TV shows haven't kicked on yet. At least that's how it used to be when I was a kid. Now you can just watch whatever you want, whenever you want. But nothing good, nothing exciting is happening at four o'clock. It's kind of like you're, you know, if you've got kids, you're just holding them over until supper time. Please, please make it, please make it. You know, it's the worst time if you have toddlers or children under three. It's horrible because everybody's got low blood sugar. You've got low blood sugar. You need to make supper and it's horrible. Four o'clock sucks. Their first experience with Jesus wasn't a wow. It wasn't a powerful, life-changing message, which it probably isn't. It wasn't wild miracles, woohoo! It wasn't a light show, it wasn't smoke, it was four o'clock. I wanna read the voice, you can stand. I love what the, I don't know, I think this is verse 40. No, 39. This is the voice. They came and saw where he was staying, but they got more than they imagined. They remained with him the rest of the day and followed him for the rest of their lives. You know, I'm going to say specifically, everybody just close your eyes. We're going to sing this song. We might go a little bit over. I didn't think I'd actually preach this long because I didn't know what I was going to say. <laughs> to close your eyes because this is a specific call to the drifters oh man maybe you've drifted for a week maybe you've drifted this past year because of a crazy season maybe COVID was just the excuse because you started drifting long before COVID and this is a call to every drifter it's time there is an invitation Follow the God-man who gave his life for you and I. He is not inviting you into a lifestyle, a belief system, an idea, or an ideal. He is inviting you to follow him, to re-follow him, to make a new decision to follow him. There's part of me that wants to do an altar call, but I'm not going to do that right now because we all need to come. And then we'd be in trouble because we're all close. So I guess we can't do that. Will you follow again? As some of you, this is for the first time. Will you follow? 
Will you follow? Will you follow him? Some of you, I'm going to keep speaking this. Will you follow him? He's simply saying, come and see. Some of you started out in your faith journey as these wild, crazy, adventurous people, and then life happened, job happened, marriage happened, family happened, responsibilities happened, and all of a sudden you got swept up into this, our consumer culture that just requires us to consume stuff that doesn't supply what we need to follow and you know what God is not condemning he's not pointing his finger he's just saying come and see come and see make today a new day make today a new beginning make today that new start that you have been waiting for you are tuning in watching this thinking I just need a sign this is your sign this is your sign and I want to go ahead and lead this song Jer and we're just I want this to be our prayer our act of surrender. This is our final, I am saying yes to Jesus moment. I'm not gonna pray that, whatever, that prayer. This is your yes to Jesus moment. And so as we sing this, I wanna invite us to sing it with everything that we've got and make a fresh dedication to following, following him with everything we've got. Go ahead, Jim. the surface of my anxious imagination beckons a calmness that is found in you alone it washes over every doubt every imperfection Jesus, your presence is the comfort of my soul. There's nowhere I'd rather be than your singing over me. I just want to be in your mystery I'm found in your love for me Yeah. 
church, let this be your prayer. So let all that I am be consumed with who you are. Oh, the glory of your presence. One more could I have sold? Sing it one more time. So let all. today you would you would override our reluctance <laughs> to release those things that we have been consuming more than you whether it's consuming fear or anxiety or worry or consuming the uncertainty or consuming our opinions or consuming our wants and consuming just the stuff of this world that's just so blah. God we want to God bring that shift today and God I pray especially right now Father, for those individuals, God, that you're gonna speak, Father, to them about the things to follow you means they need to stop following this. Some of you, it's a lifestyle. Some of you, it's relationships that need to change. Some of you, it's the way those relationships have been living that needs to change. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because the thought of letting go of that thing, if your heart is racing, then you need to let it go. And God, we just thank you for a brand new start today in the adventure of no guarantees, no getting, no certainties, no plans, and no promises except the promise of your love and that you are with us and that every wrong you are going to make right someday. And we thank you for that. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you want to take your next step in saying yes to Jesus, you can always contact us at cty.lc slash next step or fill out the next step section on the City Life app. It's an honor to play a small part in what God is doing in your life. We look forward to connecting with you soon.